0: Welcome to the Color Resale Podcast, episode number 11, Time Management 101 for Solo Entrepreneurs. Time is such a valuable asset, and I remember the first time that someone told me that Oprah and Beyonce had the same amount of hours in a day as me, and my mind nearly exploded. And while we may not be as famous as Beyonce or as wealthy as Oprah, there are tasks and practices and exercises that we can take to gain control over our time. Time and really utilize our most valuable asset in a more wise, knowing, and intentional way. Hustle mentality is alive and well amongst boss babes, but so is burnout. What if we shifted our habits, found clarity, honed in our passion, and approached our work-life balance holistically? I'm your host, Coco, entrepreneur, mama, spicy food lover, and owner of Color Resale. Check in every week as I share questions and actionable steps so that our life and business can thrive. I started my business, Color Resale, while my daughter, Ina, was a baby. She was barely crawling and not that self-sufficient at all. I was balancing all the things that had to happen in the house. I was trying to teach myself how to start a business and then trying to make money, trying to have this business um, not just be a hobby that was cute and fun and didn't make any money, but actually trying to bring home money as well. At the time, I felt very overwhelmed <laughs> and I I realized that the only way that I was going to be able to move forward in all of this was to have a better grasp of how I was spending my time and how I was managing it. So I didn't feel like time was controlling me, but rather that I was managing my own life, my own expectations, my own reality. I know that without it, I would not be where I am today. And I would not be able to do all the things that I find so important. Um, Some of the things that I'm going to be talking about, I've kind of sprinkled in other episodes, but one of you so beautifully asked me for this specific episode and I nearly like did a happy dance when I heard the request. So I'm so excited. Hopefully uh, this will be very robust and informative. And if I need to make a few other ones, I would be delighted to do so. So let's jump in. First things first is to understand what you're working with. I'm a huge believer, a huge supporter, in keeping a weekly time diary. So for one week of your life and try to make it a pretty routine, pretty regular week. If you're going on vacation or you're having family in town or something that's out of the ordinary, if it's your birthday week and you're like me and want a whole week to celebrate your birthday, then maybe not having it be that week, but a pretty standard week. And then you log your time, what you're doing. I like to do it in half an hour. Hour or 20 minute increments, those work well for me. I realize that most of, my ta- most of my tasks are not under that amount of time, but you can do it any way that you see fit. You can use, there's several apps, you can use pen and paper whatever you see fit. The whole point of this exercise is to have a clear understanding of where you're actually spending your time. I notice that a lot of us overestimate how much time we're spending on the harder tasks. Like if you ask me, you already know if you've listened to (laughs) to previous episodes that bookkeeping's not my favorite. If you ask me, hey Coco, how often like you, you did bookkeeping today, how much time did you spend on it? I would say like, oh, at least 10 hours. In reality, it might be an hour and a half or two hours. Um, but if you ask me, how much time do you think you spent um, playing in the garden with your daughter? I would probably say like, oh, that was just like 20 minutes. In reality, it was five hours. So maybe you're like me and you don't have like the deepest grasp of time. This will really show you what you're doing with your time. Now there are two things that are really amazing that you can do with this time diary once you've completed it, once the week is over. First, you can have an understanding if you're spending your time the way that you want to. This is a great way to weed out things that are not bringing you joy or not propelling you in the direction that you want to, not bringing you closer to your work goals or your life goals. You can just start to see how you can pull those tasks out or slowly fade them away. And then another one is you can start seeing those important tasks that you are going to keep in, how long they take you. So I know that at times I create a daily schedule for myself and I won't give myself nearly as much time to do a task. So be be patient with yourself, show yourself some grace. If you're thinking a task gonna is going to take you a half an hour when it actually takes you an hour and a half, then be patient with yourself and understand, this is the piece that I wish I knew sooner, understand that over time when you work on that task over and over again and really like hone it in, it'll, you'll go from spending an hour and a half on it to maybe reaching that half an hour goal and just really being persistent and staying with it and um, really fine tuning what you do um, will help you shorten the amount of time it takes you and give you more time to do the things that bring you joy, the things that you want to spend your time doing. So that would be the first step and kind of the two steps after kind of go along with it. Um, the second thing that is so essential is to keep a list of everything that you need to do. This is really going to help with time management because there are transitional times or wait times that often get wasted often get missed out or just lost in the mix and those moments those times really add up so if you're meeting with a friend and they're half an hour late maybe instead of mindlessly throwing scrolling through Instagram, you could reply to an email or um, you could plan out the next day or you could review the last week or do something that's going to add a lot of value to your life that um, is going to be quick and easy to fill in those times. What I like to do with my list is I like to write down what needs to happen and then next to it, my estimated time of how long it'll take me. That way, if I'm in a transitional moment or um, see that I have, oh, I have, you know, I got Ina ready for the doctor's appointment and we're sitting in the room and she's playing with the toys, totally content. And I know that I have 10 minutes. I'll look at that list that I have on my phone and see if there's a 10 minute task that I can just get done with really quickly so that I can be more present later. And what that's done for my life is it's not only helped me get some of those admin tasks out of the way really quickly, but it's also given me the ability to in those moments where I do have time off, to really feel it and be in it and bask in the the glory of time off without any guilt of what else I could be doing, because I know that when I'm on, I'm on, and when I'm off, I'm off, and there's something so powerful to that. I think using those transitional moments has been one of the biggest game changers for that um, that time management that I've kind of figured out during this season. Um, the next thing is is something that not everyone's gonna want to hear, and if this doesn't work for you or it it makes you cringe to hear it, that's fine. But I'm, <laughs> but someone has to say it and and give you the invitation, which is to lower your cleaning standards, lighten them up, lighten them up. Uh, I'm sure if. Um, I'm sure if you're a new mama and you have a really hectic life, it already has naturally happened, but I talk to so many um, people over on Instagram that say, oh, I can't get any work done until my room is pristine or until everything is tidy or until everything looks and feels this certain way. What I would recommend is creating a workspace, just like a corner of a room or a desk or even your dining room table. And instead of cleaning that whole space or instead of cleaning your whole studio or your whole bedroom or your whole office or wherever you're you're gonna be doing your work, just have the space directly in front of you clean and let the rest happen after because a lot of the time you'll have a lot of energy in the beginning of your day or in the morning or um, whenever. And you'll use that on cleaning instead of the really important task. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a, you're really maybe not, maybe you're one of these people that just has to, but if you're not, or if you don't know and you want to play around with it, I would really advise that you do. I'm not saying live in filth. I'm not saying be miserable. I'm just saying that lightening your cleaning standards can really, um, really help with this time management piece. Um, Along the lines with time management Um, kind of piggybacking off of the lightning, your cleaning standards is if there's ways to um, group together um, the things mm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this but basically meal prep if you can bundle in together the necessities the things that you you know you're going to need so for me meal prep has been the game changer because I know that every day me and my baby Um, are going to need to eat breakfast and lunch together and then my hubby comes home for dinner and I know that it's going to be a thing. I know that I could easily spend an hour or two cooking each meal and then that's six hours a day just on cooking when I could just bundle it together. It's something that I hold really important. Nutrition is really important to me so there's no way that I'm going to do fast food every single meal of the day. It just would make me feel sick. So it's time that I want to be spending but it's time that I can be um, bundling things together, which kind of brings me to my next point, which is batch work. Batch work, if I could sing the praise of just one thing on this list, it's batch work. I love it. I think it's the biggest game changer. I think that it's really made everything else on this list possible. I'm hoping that I can get it together and record a whole episode just on batch work, the different examples of how I do it, tips and tricks that I use to set myself up for it. There's definitely a little bit of growing pains when you're first figuring it out. It can feel very frustrating to do your batch working because in my experience, it does take some foresight. It does take some planning and wiggle room and things like that but once you have it set up and you have a system that works for you and your tasks beautifully oh it's such a game changer I love it oh so much we talked about this next one a little bit um when we discussed the weekly time diary but I recommend reviewing your tasks list and your schedule um, every week so that's part of my planning so the way that I plan out my life is on Sunday night I'll look at the next week and I'll start planning out the tasks and then kind of building the day and then the night before I'll actually set like a as concrete as you can with a toddler uh, look of what the day will look like and what I do before I set that um that chunk of planning time on Sunday is I'll review the week before. And the things that I look out for is I look out for lessons that I've learned. I really try to be present so that I'm not repeating the same teachable moments over and over and over again. Um, I like to not be super dense and I don't need to learn it a few times. I like to get it the first A time or two. Uh, The second thing I look at is just things that I'm like deeply grateful for because it makes it way more enjoyable. And then um, I look at things that I could just have completely cut out altogether, which leads me to my next thing, which is to create a won't do list. So there's things that I just won't do anymore. And as a notorious yes woman and people pleaser, if you would have told me a few years ago that I would have a won't do list instead of a to-do list, I would have thought you were crazy. But it's been so wonderful because By creating a won't do list, you're only fortifying your get to do list um, and making more space and time for it. So, here are some uh, things that are on my won't do list. So, my college, the um, school that I'm an alumni of, um, or alumnus, I just learned that alumni is a group and alumnus is one. I could be wrong. Um, When they call me to ask for money or whatever before I would stay on the phone with that person for like a half an hour Um, just being nice and like you know not cutting it short now I won't now I have the number saved on my phone (laughs) I won't pick up (laughs) or if they do call and I have to talk to them I'll just politely say um like here's my contribution or I don't have time for this today I will call you when I have time um and I do that not only with my my college when they call me but any other person who is asking something from me I create these really strong boundaries of um this is when I have the time for it like if you want something from me you're gonna have to work within my timeline um unless it's you know unless it's a a super collaborative thing or it's the other way around if I'm asking for something of course I'm going to be accommodating Um, but yeah wasting time on the phone um to people please is a solid no-no it's solid it it won't be on my to-do list anymore um Another thing that's on my won't do list anymore is shopping sales in person. So I tried Black Friday one time and realized like, this is way too intense for me. Like the energy is too high. There's just too, it's, it's too frenzied of an environment for me. Um, I don't have time to like be circling the, uh, gar- the parking garage, looking for parking. It's just, it's not, it's not for me. So another one that goes on my won't, my won't do list and it's pretty long actually I have a pretty long won't do list I feel proud of it it reminds me of the things I find important because um, you could look at it as a negative list just saying no to a bunch of things but it also reminds me that I'm saying yes to the other things right so um, by not doing the Black Friday thing I'm saying yes to time with my baby that's not in a car so maybe we can go hiking or to um, have like a pool party in our backyard like, like fill the kiddie pool pool and like have a little pool party or whatever it may be um, I think those are super 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 important okay now for multitasking I have mixed feelings about multitasking if I'm being really honest but now my multitasking philosophy is multitask smarter or less and by that I mean there are tasks that I think work beautifully together. Um, I just got a Fitbit and I'm like counting my steps and trying to go on walks every day. And I realized that's a beautiful time to be um, returning calls and um, checking in on people or listening to podcasts or audiobooks. So that's a beautiful um, companionship. That's a really wonderful um, pairing. Um, But then there are things that are not such great um, mixes. For example, if I'm doing any kind of writing and I have TV on, if I have Netflix on while I'm trying to get some work done, it's it is too contrasting and it takes me a long time. And at the end of it, I realize, oh wow, this <laughs> this um, this piece that I just wrote took me four times as long it's not that great because I wasn't super present and I don't even remember what happened in that episode or in that movie or things like that so that would be a perfect example of multitasking less and walking I don't know why I added a t at the end of less you guys it's that kind of- Hey, um, yeah, so, um, watching TV while I write would be a great example of multitasking less, and then multitasking smarter would be, um, listening to a, a podcast while folding laundry or catching up on a phone call when I'm going on a walk, like something that is pulling from two different sides. And here's the secret to Um, the formula that I use. I usually try to pair something very mental with something very physical. For me, that keeps me sharp that keeps me sharp. So if I'm doing something that's just physical, I try to add a mental component to it. Like if I'm working out, I love listening to audiobooks while I'm working out or trying to balance or work, um, do breath work when I'm working out. Like I think that's so great because it keeps me really focused and present on what I'm doing with my body. And then the other way too, if, um, I'm doing something very, um, like heavy, like mental, then I will try to add physical, um, physical elements to it like I'll try to like sit on a yoga ball and try to keep balance while writing something add some urgency or I'll, I'll try to you know drink certain amount of cups of water while I'm doing a task it keeps me focused it keeps things exciting and spicy and um you know exciting to so that it doesn't take forever talking about taking forever. My last point that I wanted to touch on is setting deadlines. I don't remember the saying, um, but it goes something along the lines of, it'll take you as long as you give it time for. I just butchered it. You don't have to tell me. (laughs) I know I butchered it, but I think it's really powerful. Sometimes I will give myself um, an hour to do a task, and because I know that I just gave myself an hour, there's like this urgency to it. My favorite way to do this is going back to step one, that time diary. If I know that a task takes me an hour and a half, like that example I gave before, instead I'll give myself an hour and 15 to do the to do the task. And you might think, Coco, you're a little wild. That's just 15 minutes. That's not much. But Um, by just making myself improve by just those 15 minutes I realized that if I do it the next time it can be maybe like 30 minutes and then 45 and it just makes it exciting I'm definitely not a competitive person by nature like I'm not very uh, sports driven I don't I'm not one of those people that gets super into like being competitive in board games but I am competitive with myself I do love improving I love seeing growth from one year to the next or one week to the next or even one task to the next it makes me so excited so I set little timers on my phone and I treat it like a little game it's just it's so good it um, as I was saying before it adds a little spice and um, yeah it keeps me focused I think a lot of the time what brings us down with time management is a lack of knowing what we're spending our time on and a lack of focus. I think those two are the really hard things about it. I saw this post that said you have 160 hours per week, 40 hours at work, 7 hours at the gym, 56 hours sleeping. That means that you have 65 hours left my mind exploded. It was like the Beyonce and Oprah thing all over again. Wow, that's so much time. And if you think about how much time we spend on tasks like watching movies or um, just like scrolling through social media, um, stalking people on Facebook, like whatever your time suck is, imagine if you used that time to further your goals or maybe not even further your goals, just enjoy life, slow down. Maybe instead of spending, um, watching that second episode, you can spend that 30 minutes um, lighting candles, drawing yourself a bath, and reading a chapter of your favorite book in the bath. It's all about prioritizing what matters most to you, and then creating time for it. Uh, I definitely feel like a lot of the time, it is about sacrificing uh, the things that don't matter so that you can support and lift up the things that do. No matter what you do moving forward, I hope that you do it with intentionality and I hope you're doing it because it makes your heart sing and it makes you feel empowered and powerful and excited about what you're building and what you're cultivating. One of the most beautiful things about being a solo entrepreneur is that you really control your destiny that's one of the luxuries and time management is the piece that will really unlock freedom in your life. I hope that uh, you and Enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If we haven't connected over on Instagram, let's do so. I love chit-chatting. I check my DMs and answer all of them. So feel free to chit-chat with me. It's at coloriso. If you would take a screenshot and share it to your stories and tag me in it. I would love that so much it reminds me that I'm talking to real people and not just this uh, microphone <laughs> that's great too don't get me wrong um I hope you and your loved ones are doing well that you're safe that you're connected that you're happy and healthy and I'll see you soon bye